Hello and welcome to the New York Pages podcast, brought to you in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Shragi. Shragi, how's it going? Awesome, awesome. How are you doing, Jake? I'm doing terrific. Episode two. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the past week and, you know, kind of, you know, the mess that's going on right now. Yeah, I don't think we thought it was going to be as uh, as exciting as I think we portrayed last week. Right. I mean, the thing was, is like, I don't know, the Colorado game, you kind of like, you're on your third, fourth string backup goalie. Um, it, it's it's a lot because, listen, they were keeping up the first, but I feel like Gallant's not at one to make excuses. So even the fact that he was making the excuse, like, listen, like, we just played it back to back and had like, I don't know how many games and how many days, but they had a lot. Is like, we were exhausted. Um, I definitely feel like that reflected on how they played Wednesday night because they kept up with the first period. They were up uh, one nothing or two, no, two to one. And then it, they just had a total breakdown in the second, which is weird because usually they're better in the second and third rather than the first. Right. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll t- from when watching this game, um, that first period had a, had had a lot to it. You know what I mean? There was more um, more things going on. You had you had Truba, who who's fantastic against the Avalanche, and he had some good hits. He scored in that first uh, period. Huska had his good moments, his bad moments. I mean, he gave one up quick. I wasn't worried about that. I thought if this game was going to be at all good, the, the 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 Rangers would have to just score, um, and they seem to not be able to do that. Um, Reeves has been getting better on this offense, but again, they had too many turnovers. They, um, and they're, and they're giving too many chances to the other team to score. And when you give a team like the Avalanche chances to score, you're not going to win the game. Um, but one thing I really noticed is the Avalanche do not play a fast game. They're not running up and down the ice. Well, actually, Colorado is a very fast team. They're a fast fast. team. No, no, no. If you know what I mean, they did not play. Uh, they didn't need to run up and down the ice against the Rangers. Every single time they, they they came down the ice, they set up slowly in the zone and got the best shot off. Right, exactly. They, they The Rangers kept on collapsing. They did that like when the AV used to be here, the turtle mode, it used to collapse. The so Avalanche, I'm- right, the Avalanche... Um, the Avalanche, they play very, they play a fast maybe when they actually go up and down the ice. But I mean, every time they came in the zone, you did not have to, they didn't sit there taking one shot and running out, right? The Rangers keep doing that uh, on offense recently. They take these one, this one shot, they lose the puck. Now they're sitting in the defensive zone the rest of the time. Um, I think the most exciting part of this entire Avalanche game was when they blew up McKinnon. Right. So Trubas have been having these massive hits as recently. Honestly, man. Like going into season, it was like, all right, Kreider's a little bit expensive. Truba's a little bit expensive. But hey, they're playing to their contracts right now. I mean, the Truba's been amazing in that second, uh, second D pair and behind Fox. I mean, he's just been absolutely amazing. And Kreider, hey, he leads the team in goals. Uh, he's a bit snake bin right now. And I don't like that because with Kreider, is, I don't want him getting cold because when he gets cold, he doesn't show up at all. But so far, he's been showing up even though he hasn't been scoring. But the Rangers, so let's go also to the Buffalo game also, that the Rangers have this tendency to like, I don't know, versus Buffalo, you, you should be able to score more than two goals um, in a game. I Granted, I think they hit like four posts. But, yeah, I, I, I don't th- I think the question is with all these past games, with also the loss last night, are they regressing? Or there's just you can make an excuse for each one and say, tomorrow night Colorado game just shows 
what's going on because Shesterkin's coming back, hopefully. It just shows, okay, these games were just a fluke. We were out of it. We were tired. Now we're back in it. Uh, is this? Do you think this is a regression? They're regressing back 5v5 and they're collapsing more? Or is it just, you know, a bit of a hiccup and they'll get back at it? The Rangers in the past, if you asked me this question in the past, I would say, are you kidding me? You think these Rangers are going to get back from this? No way. We're going on a 10-game losing streak. We're going to look terrible. We're going to lose to teams like the Coyotes who give up the most goals, who, who have the worst power play kill, who are the worst team in hockey. Yeah, no chance we're going to be able to do anything. But you know what? With this team, I'm going to give a chance. I think we could get back from this. Is it because of Gallant with his mentality? You know what? I can't say it's because of Gallant, but I'm going to put it on Gallant. Meaning, I can't say that he's going to bring this team back. You know, they didn't start off the Rangers exactly the greatest way. But as time went on, they actually seemed to start looking, okay, like a team. They went on this good winning streak. We were discussing how good they look compared to the beginning of the year. So you know what? I'm going to say Gallant has a chance to really turn this around. I'm not saying Gallant is 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 uh, is going to do it, I, but I'm going to put it on his head. If if uh, I think if we could get Kreider back on track, and um, I think Panarin will get back on track. I don't. I'm not worried about him missing some passes and looking a little bit sloppy. If the rest of your team is sloppy right now, Panarin's not going to look good. You know, the rest of your team is falling apart uh, for for a couple games. You, you just need to step up. Panarin has to be the leader and put everyone together and say, yo, you got to put your stuff together and, and, and get these wins. I mean, you're facing this week uh, uh, some teams, and we'll discuss the, 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 some of these teams. But, you know, I was looking – you remember how we discussed that Nemeth? Um, Nemeth has been causing, a, a, you know, a problem with these other players. I mean, Nemeth almost blew that Sabres game for us. I mean, well, Nemeth has been terrible in general, man. I mean, get that guy off the ice. Absolutely. And you know what? And you know what? I, I think in this Sabres game, they could have scored more. But if you want to tell me it's a game where the Rangers are having a hard time scoring, maybe the goalie's having a good day. You know, you can't go ahead and stand there in front of your goalie and not know where the puck is. You can't, he's sitting there on the left side of Georgiev, who, by the way, will just, <laughs> is someone to discuss about these past weeks. He's been playing good enough for the Rangers to win every, every game that he played this week. He gave a chance for the Rangers to win. He's given up. Um, he's, he only gave up technically one goal against Buffalo. I mean, that goal, I'm not even putting on his head if they scored that goal uh, at the end of that game. Uh, by the Sabres game. He only gave up one goal to Nashville, who put so much pressure on the Rangers. They were killing them. They had 20 hits in the first period, that pressure they were putting on the Rangers, and he only gave up one goal. Georgiev has been playing well, um, and this is a good sign. because So with Georgiev, actually, now that his trade value is up, I think it shows that Georgiev could be a good goalie, but he has to have consistent ice time. And with the Rangers, he's not going to get that. So do you now, when Shesterkin's back now, do you trade him when his trade value is going to be at his highest? And bring up Kincaid? Well, I th- first of all, they did bring up Kincaid. Right, right, right. Um, but, well, they only put it on for emergency, meaning right, but I'm saying he could play up. 10 games Rangers, or for 30 days. Right. So I'm saying he is up, though. So it means the Rangers do believe that, you know, just in case Shosurkin's not available and they need to give Gear give, they have another back-to-back this week, just in case they have to give him off. You know what I mean? Um, I actually think Gear give starts the Arizona game this week. I think Shesterkin starts against Colorado if he's healthy and ready to go. I think you put Georgiev against the worst team in hockey. Oh, I mean, 
I think Why not? I think, Gibson's working the day off. He has to face Vegas, a pretty good team, and then Montreal the next week. Well, he'll have time, but a uh, huge break before then. But, yeah. I think you just got to roll with Shesterkin. Personally, maybe you bring Georgi at once. But, like, I don't know, man. If I'm if I'm Chris Jordan right now, I'm calling up the phone saying, listen, you want Georgiev? Like, he's shown he could be a good goalie when he's consistently being played. I, I would trade him when his trade value is going to be high. You know, honestly, I, I actually, I think this was reported. But I could be mistaken, so take it with a grain of salt. The offseason when they re-signed Tony D'Angelo and Alexander Georgiev, I believe a team offered them a first for Georgiev and they took it, shut it down. What? I believe that was the case. Wow. Um, they felt like he was more worth more, which was very dumb at the time with asset management. You sell at a high. D'Angelo, a 51-point defenseman, gone for nothing. Alexander Georgiev, we're lucky if we get a second for him. I don't even think he's going to be worth a second. So I, I don't know. I feel like you gotta you gotta trade your game now while his trade value is high. Um I think Kincaid's a serviceable backup goalie. I really do. I think he played well last year. Uh, I think he's serviceable. And if not, there's always cheap goal goaltenders out there. I'm looking at Holpe in Dallas. Um if they don't trade Kudobin and they decide to trade Holpe. Um yeah, I I, I mean it, it's you just got to wonder about these things that they, maybe it's best to just part with Georgiev now instead of because once Shesterkin comes back in, Georgiev's not going to play good anymore. Right. But you, you do realize that um, in a situation where you, you know that Shesterkin is a number one starter, and we're not just talking about a number one starter, we're talking about one of the we're best talking about right Exactly. He's, he's, he's a top goalie right now. Isn't it crazy um, how the Rangers have a potential Norris? Vesna and Hart winners. Not yeah. Hart, but I, I don't know about Panarin. Panarin hasn't had the greatest season, but like Shesterkin, Fox, I, I, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, but you know what? That's because they, are, they do have the talent. The question is, could they together as a team win this? Could they have four lines of hockey? Could they show that they could sit there on the ice for three periods and play and not have to wait for these uh, situations? Um, um, to develop for them that suddenly, they, you know, you play some bad teams, you get a win here, win you got to go ahead against every single team and get these wins. And I think um, it's all dependent in if we could get those, that fourth line pressure back that we were having in the past and that set up our, fir- our first and second line to be able to do better. Could we get Zabanajad back on track and Kreider back on track? Could we get these people back to what they were, these players, back to what they were doing? If we could get them back, you don't have to have a pressure on Lefarnay and, and Kako to score. Yes, we would love them to, but players like Strom and, and Panarin and Hunt on that line, you know, they will do much better if the other lines are putting a pressure on. You know, this is the line that has been putting pressure on, has been putting pressure on defenses in the past couple of games. It has not been the other lines. The other lines have not put on so much of a pressure. Uh, Lefarnay did score against the Sabres. But if we're not getting four lines of hockey and against a team like the Avalanche, although they're not in your conference and your, and, and your, and your division and not some team that you're going to really have to face a bunch of times, they're a good hockey team. And a good hockey team has, has, a, has an image of who they are, and you have to try to create your own image. If the Rangers are not creating their own image and they're not playing according to their image, they're not going to beat the good teams. Right. So that was the question with this uh, seven-game winning streak is that 
every single team that they played, almost every single team that they played in that winning streak was a non-playoff team. That's why people were concerned with the Colorado loss. I'm like, hey, are we just winning versus the good, bad teams and just not playing good versus the good teams? That just means we're stuck in the middle. So we're not really that good. We're just, you know, crushing the teams that are just terrible. Um, I think you have to take the Colorado game with a massive grain of salt. They were exhausted. They're on their first string backup goalie. I, 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 that's why I feel like evaluating this Colorado game. I know it's just one game because it's, it's an 82 game schedule, but it just shows you that they can compete with these bigger, these tougher teams, these playoff contending teams. And so far the Rangers, thank God have had a good schedule. Not, not like, like, you know, work-wise, but like with the bad teams, they, they face more non-playoff teams than playoff teams so far. Um, so and you need to show, okay, hey, we're playing good versus the teams that we have to beat. Fine. Now it's the good, good teams. Can we play that way versus them? And the way they showed versus Boston is they can. Now, that was that a one-game wonder? Or is this something, hey, we're building on? And you got to wonder, was this a regression the past week? Or is this just a bad uh, fluke? You know, I know we won versus Buffalo, but listen, you got to win more than, you got to score more than two goals versus Buffalo. They didn't have a lot of offense versus the Predators last night. I know they had more shots, but it was more of quantity than quality. I was at the game, and believe me, I was so mad because there's nothing like going to a game and not being able to see a goal. It, that's just the worst. So when just just when they get shut out and you see that offense regressing, you, you got to wonder, well, what's going on here? And, right. uh, yeah, you, you just got to make sure you get back on track and not go down this slope over here. I don't know. What, what do you think? You did, I know I had just asked this to you, but do you, do you be, what do you believe versus Corrado and I, do you think we can win? Or do you think this is just going to keep on regressing? Maybe we'll win tomorrow night, but it'll just because it's just starting. You want to not, you want a night where you win, not just because it's just starting, just because you're playing well. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about tomorrow night? The avalanche game last week, I, I'm not going to take any, um, any, like you said, I'm not going to take a green assault in that game. Meaning, this game was a back. Let, let, let's just realize you played, um, you played the last Saturday, Friday, Saturday back to back. You had two days off. Then you played. You then you're playing another back to back. The players have, might have been a little bit tired. First of all, you played a very tight game against San Jose, one nothing. You had a three two win over Chicago, which was really a three one win. But okay, you got that win. You faced Chicago again. Um, you face Chicago again, and now is a back-to-back, and you have Adam Huska in your goal. I don't think I could sit there and say that this game, let's say they, you know, they beat the Predators last night. They won two in a row. They scored more goals against the Sabres. I would have told you, yeah, okay, night of a back-to-back, you know, they got something. But what I'm really worried about is they scored two goals in the past two games and against teams that you could, could possibly put up goals against. Right, it's concerning. That's that's a little bit concerning. Now you are facing this week, and and you are facing this week a bad team like Arizona on that on the second half of a back to back. And I would like to see if, although it's the worst team in hockey, are the Rangers just bad on the back to back? Are they having a hard time with? Are they just a lot of games in a little bit of time, and they're a little bit tired out? Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Um, but this Colorado game coming up on Tuesday. It's huge. You know what? It's it's this it, this win. If they could win this game, will boost them. And that's oh, why absolutely. I would really, I would I would absolutely love 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 to see the Rangers play 
against the Colorado uh, Avalanche hard. I want to like, see even if it's a two to one game, play. just because they're a contending team, it could be two to one versus them. It's just with versus these bad teams, you don't want a two to one win. Right. Absolutely. You, but if they win two to one, I, I'm, yeah. I, I, I think that's a step in the right direction. It's just that you're just worried. Is this a regression or not? Like I was like, yeah, I was at the game last night. The Rangers have this habit of not showing up the first period and it's starting to catch up to them. It, at first it didn't. So I was okay with it because Hey, well, they'll, they'll work on it on the fly as long as they're winning. And then they came up the second and third period, which they did versus Nashville, but Hey, too little, too late. You should have showed up when the game started. They have this habit of not starting the first. And it's just mind boggling. Like, what are they watching? Uh, they watching the Giants game or something? Like, it's very confusing. What are they doing? Right. I mean, are they going to be, I don't know if they're going to be fully healthy. I don't think uh, Kadri's playing. Kadri's not playing? I don't think he's playing. Uh, he's right now day to day with a lower body injury. Um, and, and, and that's what he was put on today. I mean, today, this was the update for today for that the avalanche gave, he's still day to day with a lower body injury. I mean, listen, even I, Kadri's a huge piece of theirs. So I still, I, I would still take it as a, as a win. Like, listen, you, you can't, you can't like break up every little thing and say, oh, this is where we want. Like, that's what, that's what our job is. But sometimes you just got to say it was a good win. Um, it's just, listen, it's an 82 game schedule. So like, I feel like I might be blowing out of the water these last three games. Like it's just three games out of 82 season. Let it go. They got, a, they got enough time to fix this up. Um, I agree with that. It's just that you're just worried because the Rangers habit is when they regress, they regress hard. That's just their habit. It's what they do. Um, you're just maybe thinking with Gallant, it's different this time. Um, speaking of Gallant, he benched Lafreni last night. And um. I know Lafreni's not doing well, but man, do I want him on that first power play where Strom is? If you saw Strom last night, man, he 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 got robbed by Saris. But if you had a left-handed shot there, that's going off a one tee like that. That's not okay. You right. got to wait that microsecond to get it on your stick and then shoot it. That microsecond gives that goalie enough time to cross over. If that's Lafreni over there, that's a goal. And listen, Lafreni, even though we're doing well. Do you look at Lafreniere and say, "Oh, that's a first overall pick"? I don't. I mean, at I least last I, year, I absolutely do not. And you know what? I think when I was talking to you, maybe off air or whatever, um, I was telling you that the, these players are looking better and things. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was telling me, you know, before the draft, before the draft, and they looked at these players. They're like, "Well, you know, this player was supposed to be the next, you know, Connor McDavid, and this guy is supposed to be, you know, one of the best players in hockey in the future." And now you look at Lafarnia and Kako and you go, are you kidding me? Like if I get out of that, look like at their highlights from game, their juniors, you know? it, they're different players. Although Kako's starting to come into his own, but it's like, Lafreni needs ice time. He has like, I think I, I there was a stat on, on Twitter. I saw he has like one of the lowest ice times you've ever seen in a first overall pick. I mean, at least last year at the second half, he wasn't getting the points, but you saw that skill once in a while. You saw that skill. Now you see better forechecking from him, but you don't see any of that skill. And that is very right. concerning for me. Yes, we're winning, but in the long run, Lafrenet has got to be here for years. He's got to be a core piece. And you need to have investment in that. And if he's going to be on the third line, you have to put him on the first power play. I understand people are saying, but the chemistry of the power play, you see it's amazing. Yes, the power play is doing really well right now. But 
this is much more important. I feel well, my, I question to you, my question to you, though, is and 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 this is this is just a, a thought in my mind. You know, the if you look at our past, if you look at these past three games, right, you had this avalanche, the Sabres game and the Predators game. The avalanche, we know, is a great team. I think the Sabres, we could have done better, but I still think they put up their two goals. They played pretty good defense. They hit four posts. Um, they've been, yeah, they hit four posts. I think this game could have been bigger than you think. So I'm going to say that the Sabres game was actually looking better, and they ran into a, a Predators team who actually have 35 points in 28 games. Um, they, are, they are playing pretty well. They had a uh, – Saros has a 1.87 goal save uh, – Go saved and and they uh, and he's been and he, he's been looking pretty well. So could we possibly say that this Predators game is actually a a run into a hot team? Um, it's very possible. They, it's very possible that we could actually look past this Predators game and we're going to come back to this Avalanche game, and that's why this Avalanche game will tell us a lot. I don't even you know what I don't even really care if the Rangers. Um, possibly lose this avalanche game i want to see that they're playing hard i want you know it, the, the avalanche are a better team than them you want to up. show that they could keep up with them and I'm not right. just exactly. pretenders that, that there's a game you want to see a game all right right yeah i i have to agree on that yeah and we and, and as rangers fans i think we could all say that we've seen so much good in this team that if they just lose it all, I don't think it's possible. If they right now don't step up, I don't think it's possible for the Rangers to like get back on their feet. You have to right now step back up. If you go down and put yourself back in a hole, I don't think Rangers could come back from the hole. Now, last year, they looked at the end of the season. They started getting back into the – they had a chance to get in, but I don't think – I don't. Well, think they just totally flopped last season at the end. Yeah. yeah. They were just totally – Outmatch physically, skill wise, everything. That's why they're like, oh, we got to get tougher. This. I like, though, Galan clarified in the beginning of the season tough doesn't mean a fight or a big hit. Tough means get in the dirty areas, get the puck to the, to the blue line, all that stuff. That's that what I love from Galan. Okay. Now I understand what the teams mean by tougher because I was worried. Oh, you mean like fights and stuff? Oh, great. It's Glenn Sether error all over again. Um, right. But yeah, no, I, I think last night it could be I'm just more frustrated because the worst thing is when you go to a game and it's shut out. It's just they look so dead that first period. you got to stop that habit. I feel like a lot after this game's got to address them. Speaking of which, um, when Kako, you know, was switched to the Zabanajad line. Right. They switched them back at the end of last game Correct. because that line only produced two goals. And enough was enough. Kako was doing well on that line. I don't know why you switched them to begin with. But Hunt on the Panarin line was working. It's just, I think we have to go to the back to the question of you need a guy with Sabanajad to get him going. Kako's not it. Kako's belongs on the Panarin line. Um, Right. Could we? Could we? If you know, I I I texted you last night. Right Right, about Hurdle. I I am loving what Hurdle's been doing. He has sixteen goals on the season. But it's not just that. Look what he did. He energized the team by himself. I know. know. I feel down. like though he's going to end up being too expensive, and I've been right. talking to people. It's it's just split fifty fifty whether he's going to be staying in San Jose or not. San Jose wants to keep him. It's just a matter of what Hurdle is willing. To, it, it, a matter of if Hurdle's willing to stay there. It, the other player I look at, which I mentioned on the last episode of this podcast, is Claude Giroux. 
if right. Philly is keeps on playing like this, man, and they keep on losing, they're going to trade Claude Giroux because he's a free agent, unless he wants to sign there. But they're going to trade him if they're not playing well. Uh, if I'm the Rangers, I'm all over that. Why? One, he could play wing, so he could play next to Sebastian. Two, he he has an amazing faceoff percentage. I don't know the exact, but he has an amazing faceoff percentage. So Sebastian, listen, Sebastian gets chased off the hash marks. Oh, you got Claude Giroux coming in there, or maybe you could just have sometimes Nathan McKinnon. Right? He doesn't even take the faceoffs. Delanderstad takes the faceoffs, and then they switch once the once it starts. So you, you could maybe do something like that. I, I feel like a guy like Claude Giroux would be amazing for Zibanejad because if you don't have a 1C and Zibanejad is not playing like a 1C, you, you're going to have problems. You gotta, it, it's, it's actually kind of a crazy thing how the Rangers are playing so good when Zibanejad's not. His playmaking's there, but his goal scoring's not. And we, we pay him for his score, goal scoring. It, it, it should be there. It's not. He's not shooting enough. I, I, he's losing confidence. I think every single day, uh, you got to get a guy like that. Well, someone I, has I, to set him. Someone has to set him up more. So Claude Drew is a playmaker, right? So that's what, no. But I'm saying even let's okay. So that's the answer for like to fix the team. But let's but let's Claude talk Drew's right not now. Only... What who's who's setting him up now? We need. We, the question is, do we need a line change? Do we need something to just get him more energized? I mean, I don't. I, think, I don't believe there's any player on this roster that could get him energized because none of those players fit that mold. You know who was that mold? A guy named Pavel Buchnevich. But we right, traded him right. for a bag of pucks. Oh so I, I, it, and, it was the most brutal thing. And he's thriving over there. And oh, he he's, is he's, thri- he's going nuts over there. I'm not shocked. The guy's amazing. But but jury decided, ah, screw it. You, you know, by the way, if Buchnevich wasn't traded, they were going to let him go. That, what are they thinking? That's that was so concerning to me. I'm not kidding. If they couldn't get the offer they wanted, they were gonna let him go. Can you explain that logic to me? That makes no sense. What's you're gonna do that to a top line winger? What are you that out is, that of is your nuts. mind? Uh, that is that is. You know what? And Goche has added the energy to that line. Um, and you can't. But you don't want to split that third. No, no, like right, I right, know right. they went through you a slump, but right. But you, you look at like time on uh, you look at the time on ice on that line. Lefarnier is only playing nine minutes. Nine minutes. That's why you need him on the first power play. The Listen, only he, there's no room for him in the top less six. Is Ryan Reeves. The only person playing less is Ryan Reeves. Yeah, no, I it, listen. I think Lefarnier still has to be on that third line because just there's no room for him, and I'm not comfortable with him being on the right side. All I ask is for him to be on the power play one. That's all I ask. I don't think it's going to happen, but it should happen. Kako belongs with Panarin and Strom. That's it. it I, you need a playmaker with Zabanajad and Kreider. Kreider's the four-checker. Zabanajad's the shooter. You need a playmaker. Claude Giroux fits the mold perfectly. The Rangers do not have a solution in their lineup for that. Everyone else, Kochi is a four-checker. I, it doesn't make sense. You can't ask Lafreni to go on the first line and not only for him get up to speed, ask him to get Sabanish out of the seat. That's not fair. That's not fair to ask of him. You can't do that. So well, t- you I'll need a playmaker. You, well, you need you a top-run playmaker. On, the, on, on power plays, and, and this is something I've noticed as a recent trend with the Rangers, um, you have people, Lafreni and, and, and these players, on the power play, they suddenly look like a good team. Even the and second power it, play is looking good. Every their power plays have been looking amazing. They are uh, they are top ten in power plays. 
their top 10 in power play kills. And also, <laughs> they're also like the top team. Uh, it's the top, I think they're sixth most penalty minutes per game. So they're really putting themselves in a hole to have to play a lot of Speaking of penalty, I just want to mention one thing. The refs last night were so bad. It was a tragedy how many penalties went uncalled. It so was, Jacob, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually tell you something. You know, I've gone to um I've gone to so a nice bad. amount of hockey games. I've gone to a nice amount of hockey games, okay? On the actual TV when you watch, you're not gonna see certain things. When you go to these games, the amount of penalties I could tell you I've seen that they don't call are beyond. No, but this was bad. Like there's a banish ad, someone cross checks a banish ad from him back, which I thought the NHL wanted to um uh, like, you know, make sure crack it doesn't happen on. anymore. Crack down on. And, oh, well, I guess not. So, Banajad went to the ref. He's like, what the heck was that? Like, are you, are you blind? There, there was two. That and another call did not. And that was like a couple minutes left in the game. That was huge. That would, right, that's, that, why I, that's why I always love when the refs come onto the ice that the, the crowd boos them. Oh, they were booing them like crazy last night <laughs> after a missed call. The, yeah. You know, the, the Fox penalty, uh, the, when Fox came in and he was tripped, when someone's leg stuck out, the ref right there didn't even make the call. It was the ref on the other side of the rink who made the call. That's right. I remember. I remember there was a game a couple games back. Remember, I told you that Fox was driving in. They tripped him. There was no call, and uh, and and I just don't see. The, I just don't see the refs. Listen, the refs the are a call. joke, and the player safety is a joke. The NHL. It's it's listen. I love the, the NHL with all my heart, but honestly, some things the league's a joke. It, it is. With the player safety, with managing teams. I mean, look at Arizona. They, they didn't. They they didn't pay their taxes. Um, and, and with refs, this it's kind of a joke. It it really is. George Paris is doesn't belong there at all. Um, right. Even James Dolan knew that. And if James Dolan knows that, we're 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 pretty we're in pretty uh, bad shape. It, it's. Yeah, it's very frustrating when the when you see the league just be a joke like this. Um, I know, obviously, it came our way versus Buffalo because there was the game-tying goal. And speaking of which, the Rangers showed that habit. Uh, again, they showed their habit of they crashed in the end of the third, which Gallant kind of actually has really, really helped to stop that habit. Uh, but you notice, yeah, these little things, these habits coming back, you're just hoping that right. stops there, Gallant comes in the locker, he's like, Guys, the hell are you doing? Get get out there and actually play hockey. You know, th- this isn't some beer league hockey where you could just let two on no ba- bre- uh, breakaways. Uh, it's yeah. I, you know what? Gallant is really the person that, as I just said before, that I I believe he can do something. As a Ranger fan, I don't have the highest of confidence because just, we've been had so many bad coaches. We don't even know what a good coach looks like. Exactly. So exactly. Does the little things we're like. What? That's what coaches do? Well, we might look back to these past weeks and say this was a growing point. Right. You just don't have the belief that this could for sure happen because we're Ranger fans. This is exactly what they are. They are a pain in the neck. They do they these progress things. progress. December is the worst yourself, month. What are you doing? Right. They progress. December is the worst month. They get a little better in January. They get hot in February. And then March, it's, 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 a, it's a flip-flop. That's kind of what and the you know what? schedule and you know what? Like. That's why I keep saying, you know, you looked at the end of that, the end of that first period last night. They didn't look good at the beginning. Suddenly at the end, they had, they had a power play and suddenly the energy comes back. And that's why I, 
I, I, I've, you I've shouldn't need a power play to get to get that. You should not back. need that. Suddenly, when you have the power play, so you have the extra man. That's the only time you could score. That's you know what? That's if pretty you're bad. Sco- scoring a, a higher percentage of goals, they couldn't get power in the play, slot. The ice, that's terrible. They couldn't get in the slot. The natural yeah. predators, Ekholm, Yossi, they were all checking them out and clearing clearing it out of the zone. They couldn't get a handle on it and get a proper shot. And it was just very frustrating because that's exactly what the problem was coming into the season. They got so much better at it. But again, they're showing their old habits. And I've said this time after time. If when the Rangers do not set up in the offensive zone, when they do not have an offensive presence, we're talking about a couple passes, a couple shots, a couple rebounds, they do not score. They don't have this, 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 this idea of, of, of getting into the zone, finding the, your, your, your best Getting the dirty areas. Taking the best shot. And you look, and you look at the, the score for um, um, uh, what I think it was Fox he, uh, in the Sabres game. Fox uh, shot the puck on the right side, and he wasn't even going to score. He was trying to get a rebound, and they landed up scoring on that rebound. Um, those are plays that right, people think just because the goalie, like I saw last night, the goalie was clearly going to save it. He had a great angle, so he didn't shoot. No, 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 no. You're supposed to shoot that for the rebound. Shooting doesn't only mean to score. Shooting is for the rebounds. And the well, they did shoot that. more. I mean, like you said, it was well. There was quantity. quantity. There was quantity, quantity over quality, quality, but even the quality, it's just they didn't get the the quantity. They didn't get the rebounds because either no one was in the middle or they they got outbodied. And that was again these old habits of um, not getting to the dirty areas in the slot and shooting. Huh? That's one. First period just not showing up. That's number two. And then at the end of the third, you, you have a lead and you're going to blow it because you don't know how to play with the other team uh, net empty goalie pulled. Those were three right, but this habits. Is, this is the type of game, I think between, uh, between me and you, you would agree that this is the type of game where players like Zibanejad and, and, and Panarin, if you see that your team, you're down well, you one look, nothing, go, you, you look score one play. goal. You look how they play. They're on the perimeter. They're on the, or all around. They're not in the middle right. in the slot. No one's there. So if you shoot it, no one's getting the rebound. That's how Panarin plays. Panarin plays by the perimeter. Now, by the way, do you notice? Do you notice? You know, John Hines is the coach of the Predators, right? Yeah. He was. He used to be the coach of the of the Devils. Yeah. Right. Do you notice that? I remember when. Do you notice that whenever they played John Hines teams, they seem to have a hard time. I did notice that a bit, but then again, like the Rangers have so many of these things, like oh, the the the. The other team will have the best goalie in the world play that night. Like it's all these little things. Ex players will get like yeah. somehow a goal or a nutty highlight reel goal. Like now, all these I had, I had a, I had, a, I had a question to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I and I am very curious. Do you find that in these Ranger games, you know, you look at these really good teams right away at the beginning of the game? There's a pressure that they put on. The team right away. You get off the. You get you come in the first first period. You know, many times they score very quickly. Why? Because they're right away trying to get. You know, the first. The, the, they want the momentum first. The Rangers don't have that. They don't seem to get the momentum first. They did have that against the Sabres. Do they, do they the, think that the game doesn't start till the second? Like, well, I'm honestly curious. This was my question to you. Who in the world is 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 hyping them up before the game? That's who, exactly who the, the problem. Them, Let's go. Let's win this game. I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't get it. Do they, maybe, maybe they think the first bird's just like a pregame, just a warm up. I mean, someone's got to tell looks them. like it. So I, maybe, maybe that's what they think, man, because I, I, I don't know how else 
I don't know what other logical explanation there is. That's it. The Rangers need four periods. The Rangers need four hockey periods. team. Well, what are they doing not showing up in the first period? Seriously. And it makes no sense because the, you come to the third period, they're, they're, they're amazing. And I'm like, hello, where was this play in the first right, where period? Where was this in the first period? So that's like the three that thing, the old habits that they had that I said was not showing up in the first. Um, not getting to those dirty areas if the team's playing a collapse type system or they're just structurally playing amazing defensively. And the third thing is if they have a lead, they're they're either blowing in on the third or they're collapsing and the goalie saves them. Those are wow. the three habits that yeah. have been shown over these past three games. And Gallant has been amazing at patching those up because those habits have been here since the beginning of time with the Rangers. You got to right. make sure Gallant goes there to the main and says, hey, I see those three habits now. Don't you dare go back to that. You got to snap out of it and play our hockey. That's what I like about Gallant. Right. He sticks to not, his style. And every single time teams are forechecking you and teams are putting, putting, let's say, doing what the Predators did last night, they're playing a physical game like that, you have to realize it's going to be a close game. And every single shot you take will matter. It doesn't right. matter. I mean, even even though they lost one nothing. like, listen, if they went 2-1, to one, I wouldn't be groveling about the 5v5 offense because they played versus a defensive team. And they won. They got to the dirty areas. That's what you want. That's why versus the Islanders, when the Islanders last year, they're defensively, it was literally the Rangers' kryptonite. That's basically the Rangers' weakness. Well, they got better there. They got they, they did, but been they're regressing. Great job. Again. They've gotten better in that point. The physicality of this team has gone up. Besides Truba, last last night they got wrecked in hits. They got wrecked physically. Besides Truba, man, I didn't see any of it. They got wrecked. They got well. Outmatched. They did have. It looked like a bunch of. Kids versus a bunch of men. It, 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 right. it wasn't. They they had 39 hits, the Predators. 20 of them came in the first period. 39. You know how much that? That's ridiculous. Yep. They got totally out Every chance they had. Every chance they had. And the Rangers had 10 giveaways. So also and, the thing is, if you look, I believe each team had 13 block shots. Uh, predators had 14. What is that? Okay. Those 14 block shots for the Predators were good chances by the Rangers. They weren't just thrown on net. They were good chances. The Rangers had to figure out how to get it through those bodies because they're not getting it through it. And you see it just bounces off the shin pad, goes out of the zone, it bounces off the player, and then the other natural player gets it because he outbodies the other guy, of course, and they get it out. They didn't have any sustained offensive pressure. They had these little blips uh, of offensive pressure. That was it. And it's you just one side could say to me, hey, Jacob, Simmer down over here. It's three games that they weren't playing so great. And I mean, apparently they were dominating versus Buffalo. I didn't watch the game, but like two to one still. Like you could say, Jacob, simmer down over here. You know, it's three games, an 82 schedule. Grow up. Stop being a baby. We'll get back in out of Colorado. They'll they'll fix this up. Another side could say, this is the Rangers. This is their, through those three habits. There's obviously more, but those are the main three I wanted to, uh, highlight the these are they keep on regressing rangers aren't ones to bounce back you know may, maybe this is like regression and all that it, i i don't know which one it is and I, I don't think anyone knows what it is i i feel like people are just you know obviously that's our job we have to speculate i i believe i i honestly don't know that's why i'm kind of very waiting for the colorado game i want to see where the domino where, where the domino fell i i right. don't know yeah I don't know. But, you know, with, with all these positives that I do see, with the power play looking good, the power play kill, you know, although we don't want to have to be on it, and but they're doing well. They're not giving up too many goals in that situation. Their defense is playing pretty well. 
Um, they are, except for that avalanche game, which fell apart completely. Their defense has been playing pretty well in games. Um, so that's the their thing. Face-off percentage has gotten night, better. Defensively well, last night in the second and third, they were amazing to, in the second. What do you mean? Third. They only give up, uh, I think, 11 shots in the last two periods. Yeah, you want to know how many shots did they let up in the in the first? I, it was a lot. I think the it was first 16. they gave up thirteen in the first and eleven the for the rest of the game. So that first period when I saw when I was there, oh my gosh! Then Predators were all over. There, there was one mistake that cost them that goal in the beginning of the second. But besides that, they played so sound defensively. Oh wow! All of a sudden, when you're in the offensive zone, you don't have to play defense. That's the, that's that's what I was trying to say in the first couple of games when the Rangers were had a good record but playing terrible. It, the de- defense wasn't the problem. If you're 99% of the defensive zone, eventually, besides guys like Adam Fox, people are going to make mistakes. It's not their fault. You can't expect them 60 minutes of the game to be perfect. You need to be in the offensive zone. The best defense is a good offense. And it, it also, yeah, it, it's, that's what it is. You have to be in the offensive zone. And when right. they're in the offensive zone, the defense, I, I honestly, it was very rare. Whenever the Rangers' offense was going, the defense was going. That tells me the defense is never the problem. It's just when the offense doesn't go, they're always in the defensive zone. That's and, that's in general in sports, really. When you have a very good defensive play. Right. Um, no, but people were thinking the, the defense was the problem. People were thinking Miller's not good. Um, Nemeth, Nemeth is a different point. Nemeth is terrible. And Hayek last night was so bad. You could tell he was an AHL player. He was so bad. It was nauseating to watch him. It was right. that bad. But I mean, Lindgren has been good, and 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 Lindgren you know, has been uh, amazing. You look, you look, you look at um, you look at other players that the um, that the Rangers have, like like Niels Lundqvist, and these are players that have been playing okay, but their defense, Lindgren, Fox, Truba, Miller, have all been playing well. So that's the thing. Like people think, oh, it's there. No, they're playing good. You can't expect them. No, ninety nine percent of the time. If they're all, yeah, they're in the defensive zone 99% of the time. They get, no one's doing good. The Nashville Predators of 2017, when they had that stacked top four, would do terrible in an example like that because you can't be in the defensive zone the whole time. And that one goal, obviously, I feel like Sturkin could have saved, but like, I'm not going to blame Georgiev. He let up one goal. No, they put so much pressure on Georgiev. I think that goal wasn't even because like, they let him walk uh, right into the crease. It was, it was, was, they got right up. They don't control the blue line. And that's, and that's a very bad thing. When they you don't, don't control the blue line and teams are just moving when, around. When the other team set up, the Rangers got that's a, that's that was again. I you call that the fourth half. It was because whenever the other team got set up in the defense in the offensive zone, the Rangers, you know, turtle mode collapsed and just waited for a rebound. What are you doing? Go after them. You gotta you gotta up tempo. Let's go. That that's right. that's yeah. That's like the fourth one. So there there are really four. They go on. Made sure. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Keep on going. Let's go. But last game, I saw them just collapse every single time. And it was just so frustrating. I'm like, what are you doing? Go after the puck. What, what, are, you, what are you waiting for? them just to pass it to you? I, I don't understand. What logic, what is going on in your brain right now to tell you, don't go after him? I, I, I don't understand that. Right. Well, what's your, what's your view of, of this week? You know, you're facing three games. You're facing a great team, a terrible team, and a, and a, and a team that's getting hot. You know, getting back Pacioretty and Marshall. So they have Colorado, Arizona, Vegas. They have two contenders and one garbage team. You want to talk about garbage? We're talking about like garbage. Yeah, you want to go two and one. Two and one, I think, is a fair, successful assessment of that. But but that one that that one can't be against Arizona. No 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 two and one. 
Right, right, right. I'm saying you don't want you don't want that loss to be against Arizona. Honestly, man, if they beat Colorado and Vegas and they lose Arizona, I, 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 I know it's terrible, man. But like, how do you lose to Arizona? <laughs> you, but but that's the thing. If you went to those two, both those two contenders, you could write off that game as like, oh, they were tired or something. That's when you could use that excuse, right? But you right. can't use that excuse when you're tired. But you keep on doing bad after that. Then you can't do that anymore. Well, I haven't been following Vegas, but. You know, the one thing that I did notice is that they don't give up a lot of goals against their uh, um, 10th and goals. Sorry, they do give up a lot of goals. They are 10th in goals against, meaning you could what put up goals against goals this against? team. What are what? The Rangers and goals against. The Rangers and goals against? The Rangers are, um, according to what I see here, they are 27th. They don't have a lot of goals against. No, no, no. That means that that means they give up the most. No, 68th. They give sixty. They give up sixty-eight. Canadians give up one hundred two. They are at the bottom of the list. The Hurricanes, Bruins, Flames, Penguins, Kings, Rangers are the are the are the bottom. Meaning the way they the way they work the stats is it the the when you click on goals against I could I could switch it around but basically they are the they are the seventh best team in hockey or tied really in in sixth place, giving up the least goals. So, I mean, like, listen, they've definitely done better with that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the Colorado game's huge. You got to keep up with them. But when I say 2-1, to one, I don't mean just and stole two games for you and played like trash the third game. I mean, you played well. Yes, Shesterkin plays well, but you played well enough on your own to win. That's what you need as a contending team. Obviously, your goalie has to be sharp, but you can't enough with this goalie saving you're saving you every single game enough. You got to play well on your own. And they started to do that. And now they're regressing a little bit. Well, I'm going to tell you the key that I have for this week. And although I just told you, we don't want it that way. I, I really feel this is the key for this week and it's called. Power oh, it is because you power. don't want to regress. Right. I think it's power play, power, power play kill. And the reason why I'm going to tell you what's key is because coyotes and the golden Knights, at least, are two terrible power play teams, meaning they don't do well in the I power play. I honestly want them to beat Colorado so well, badly. Well, you know what? That you know what? Huge. I'll tell you something. The reason why I'm saying against the Coyotes and Golden, Golden Knights, this idea of that they have a terrible power play and terrible pe- uh, penalty kill is because against Colorado, I think it's you have to do well in every area. You know what I mean? Right, that's why I'm saying... You cannot be versus- weak in any area. But if I think there's something that could really help us this week is to... Keep on scoring on those power plays. Don't let the other team on those power play kills get any chance of getting into games. Um, we have to; they have to continue to putting the pressure on on in that offense. And you know what? If they do even most of these things, like like get more shots on goal, don't give up as many chances in their area, they're gonna get back on track. Even against a team like the Avalanche, because a team like the Avalanche, the way you're gonna really, really have to beat them. Is by scoring goals. You well, you're can't. Have to, you're also you're let them get ahead of defensively, man. They're a yeah. fast team. Well, you know what? The Rangers are not a slow team. The Rangers are not slow. They're but not they slow, could, they, but they're not extremely fast. Like they right. rely on a lot of more playmaking rather than driving in. Besides Gauthier and Kreider, that's why right. I, I feel like the problem. Also, the problem with Panarin last night is he was on the perimeter when he kept on trying to go a little, little in those like in the middle and using his like body to get around the players. He doesn't obviously he has he's small, but he did that for Chicago. And I know Chicago is not a good team, but man, would you just love to see that more? He's got to stop 
he made a, a few terrible plays last night, uncharacteristically for him. I was mm-hmm. shocked how how much how many bad plays he made last night. It's just they knew what he was doing. And Panarin over the past changed his game a little bit, where either he shoots more or he doesn't go to the side in the pass. He drives in, uses his body to create space, which even though he's small, he still somehow does it. And then he passes it, which is what you do. But he was in the perimeter the whole night last night on the on the all around. I, I, I nothing's going to shore up versus a, versus a team like the Predators who played great defensively. You got to get a little a little dirtier. So yeah. I think this 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 week's just going to show Panarin. I, I think versus the odds, Panarin can get away with that. But playoffs wise, also he's got to change it a bit. He's got to he's got to the way he played those six games in a row. That's how he has to play. Right. And in those six games, and in those six games, he's got to shoot more, were, man. They, yeah, he 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 shot, but he did shoot more then. He did shoot more, but it's like last night he was just waiting on the perimeter and then passing it across. You're not getting away with that versus the Predators. You got to go in and then pass it. And, and, and well, you know what I would like to see when they get in the zone, when they get over that blue line. I don't want to see um, recklessly skating. I see this more than once that. Like Zabanjak comes into the over the blue line, he's going too fast, and the passes do not come out correctly. Well, Zabanjak, I, I don't know what's going on with Zabanjak, man. Yes, he needs a right winger, man, but he's he just not. Looks off. He, he, I don't know. He looks so off right now, and it's not good. You just resi- resigned him. It's not looking good. You need a right winger for him. I, I think the answer is Claude Giroux. The reason why I'm not talking about Thomas Otto right now is we're waiting on Strom to see if he could still, you know be that player he was for that six-game winning streak. If he can and sharpen up, you know, sharpen up on on the empty net side, I I think I'm fine with him second line as long as Kako emerges as what we think he is. And then use that money for a right wing for Zibanejad because your 1C has to play like a 1C and he is not playing like a 1C. You got got to figure that that out. All right. I think we're going to end it off here. Um, great talk, and we'll we'll see you guys next time. Uh, our Twitter handle yep. is NYP Pangers um, Pod, and yeah, we'll see you guys next time, and hopefully with a uh, with a better outlook. Yep, let, let's hope, let's hope, let's hope they get it together this week. All right, let's go Rangers. All right, let's go.